Hey there, boys and girls. It's Ralph Garman, and you're listening to Talking Codswallop. Good choice. Hey, I'm Alicia Witt. I'm Daniel Portman from Game of Thrones. I play Podrick Payne. I'm Ellipses, and you're listening to the Talking... Okay, I'm Mark Bernard, and you're listening to the Talking Codswallop podcast. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, whose voice you were never used to hearing in the 90s until I started opening it up, man. And that's because I'm a podcaster, and you're listening to a podcast. Talking Codswallop, right here, man. Welcome to this week's Talking Codswallop. With me today, I've got a lovely returning guest, and hopefully we're going to find out all about his trip, and his name is Darren Weirmouth. So I said it without any hesitation this time, so I've got your surname correct, so I'm pleased about that. <laughs> so I <what>, too. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry I got it wrong the last time. <laughs> it's no problem. I mean, I don't even know if I pronounce it properly. Uh, well, you, you do. Yeah, I, I mean, I suppose so, right? I think in South, a lot of people said Wearmouth. Uh, north, Northeast, everyone knows it's Wearmouth because yeah. it's the Wearmouth Bridge in Sunderland and there's the old Wearmouth Colliery and all that kind of stuff. So it's not really a problem. Uh, I'm not super sensitive about anything like that. Yeah. It's a bit like Bowie and Bowie, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but not, not that I would ever put myself in his bracket. <laughs> oh, I think you should. Go on. <laughs> Just for this podcast, at least. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll, uh, I'll I'll wear like a weird space age suit and just swan around the spiked hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, you could be because it's an audio Skype call anyway, isn't it? So. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just I'm just chilling on the bed in my man- mankini. You know. <laughs> <laughs> in that case, video. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so kind of getting to the nitty-gritty, I want to know all about the Awakened experience. How did it go in America? It went very, very well. Um, It started off, uh, I got there on the Thursday, the day before it all happened, and pretty much landed, got straight to the hotel, and James and some of his team were there, good guys, Dex and, and Susan. And we went straight up to the experience. Well, you, you probably saw, well, they went in a separate car. Um, I had some chicken in issues thanks to hotels.com, but I don't think that's unusual for anyone. No. And then. Sadly not. No. Then I went up to Greenwich Village or Chelsea. I think it was sort of straddling the border of those two neighborhoods. And I walked up and there was a Facebook Live going on. I just walked straight into it. And <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was right next to the experience. And I was wearing my uh, Legend of Zelda t-shirt. So, you know, it's, it's not the best look, is it? Flying straight from the UK there and, and doing that. But, you know, <laughs> kind of rolled with it. And I got to see um, firsthand how they built the cars. Um, the first, it was three scenes from the book. The first was the subway car. Yeah. Um, and it was all messed up with scratches and blood splattered everywhere and and pieces of clothing that have been ripped from the creatures, great sound effects. And and then the, the next one was like the subway tunnel, which was all smashed up. And when it actually went live, there was a guy there lying there as if his guts were hanging out. There's a woman screaming, saying, help, you know, you need oh, to God. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if the help you need to get me out of here was because she'd been in there for hours or it was part of the act. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one was the creature's nest um, where they had someone dressed as a creature and, and hanging sacks and, and jumping out on you and everything. It was it was very, very impressive um, who did it. Blood Manor were the company who did it, who ran a haunted house in New York. 
Okay. Such a great job. I mean, it, exe- it exceeded my expectations a lot. I mean, I, I thought it was going to be good, but it was really good. Yeah, and definitely I saw a lot of periscopes, either yourselves or James Murray's. So just sort of looking at them with quite a lot of envy at the time, you know, but at the same time fascinated by how amazing it all looked. It really did look incredible. It, it was it was incredible. And, and then Friday rolled around, the first day of the experience, I think during the day, I went to uh, Harper Collins' office, which is quite impressive, and and sat in front of um, the camera and did a Facebook Live. You know where they made me wipe some like greaseproof paper around my face so I wasn't shiny, and then apply makeup and all that kind of thing. You know the, the kind of stuff I, I do every day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and putting on a dress. No, the um, bit of lippy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's uh, the, when I'm Karen and not Darren. Um, but but yeah i mean that that was good i mean they're really nice people and and we signed some books there and then it was the evening of the experience and uh, we drove up there i think it was maybe an hour and a half before it started and there was already queues there and it was it was just it was just amazing you know it it went all the way around the street and, and people were coming through and everyone was so nice which was great and i think the experience went down really well and i was even it's kind of, I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I'm used to doing everything for myself. Yeah, very independent. Yeah, exactly. So and when people keep coming up and asking me if I want stuff, like a drink or food or anything like that, I find it really odd. Yeah, because obviously they're quite used to, um, you know, like obviously probably James Murray gets that quite a lot, or Murr, let's call him Murr. Mm. But he, you know, he probably didn't like it to begin with either. But, you know, they're probably used to, bringing him food and drinks like that and yeah for yourself i mean you know you're an author i don't mean that in a i don't mean that in a disrespectful way at all because obviously you're as important but yeah as almost joe blugs kind of thing it is hard to get your head around isn't it it is because you're kind of sitting there for five hours and i thought yeah okay you know i'm cool with that it was so good to meet all the people and everyone was so nice that like i've said i mean you've seen the pictures and photos and and everything but I, I never sort of considered outside of that you know like the logistics of oh, someone's going to bring you a food and drink and, and stuff like that so yeah it was uh, that was really good because they have a, they have something like called cheese fries okay you may have seen a picture on that but it's like crinkle cut chips with like uh, really tangy cheese sauce dr- uh, drizzled on top I did. I did see the picture and it did look delicious. It looked like a heart attack waiting to happen as well, but it looked delicious. <laughs> Honestly, I was addicted to them. And they even started la- like laughing at me when they were coming up saying, what do you want? I was like, cheese fries, please. And what, again? Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get these in the UK. <laughs> Honestly, you know, when you go over there, you've got to do that. Okay, yeah, that's one thing I'll put on my list then because I'm going in February. So, uh, oh, you know that I'm going in February because you're going in February as well, aren't you? So, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, um, we'll, we'll we'll eat some together. Yeah, definitely. When are you actually getting into Tampa? By the way, I think I'm getting in the day before. Okay, yeah, I'm planning on getting in on the fourth, uh, just so that I can like get over the jet lag a little bit, you know, so I can have a bit of fun as well while I'm on the cruise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's not only that, I actually want to see Tampa. Yeah, yeah, because I've never, like, I need to find out some things about, you know, what's there, really. My level of knowledge is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, I have heard about that. I also saw a zip wire thing as well, which looked really, really cool. 
it's like $65 for like three hours, but still it was, um, you know, like doing a zip wire experience so that you can see all of Tampa Bay. But I can't, I don't know how close that is to the hotel that I'm staying in. So, but yeah, it definitely be fun. quite fun. <laughs> it does sound pretty good. Yeah. I've been asked if I'll do a karaoke song on there, but I really don't have a good singing voice. It's, it, it would, it would have to be something that you can cheat at if you get what I mean. Yeah. What, like, don't go breaking my heart? Yeah, something that you could possibly parody. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. What what song can we pick? Mm. I mean, obviously the one that I just sang. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they, apparently you, uh, you like the Spice Girls, so uh, you've obviously got to do a Spice Girls song. <laughs> oh, no. Do, do you know what? That's been mentioned to me a few times <laughs> very recently. Uh, and going back to the experience, it wasn't just that video that was mentioned to me. It was also the one the night before the book went live. Uh, Slightly drunk one. (laughs) Yeah. At lunchtime, I went out with the publisher and agent and they bought me some nice like hot wings and it was in a bar and they said, oh, you you can get what you want. I went, all right, sweet. Because it's quite expensive out there. I thought, well, you know, uh, I'll start having some gin and tikes. Uh, (laughs) And this was lunchtime. (laughs) And then after that, I was meeting my dad and I was feeling quite happy. You know, you, you know, you have a few drinks and Okay. You've got the happy little buzz. Yeah, yeah the, the, the the Awakening experience is finished and I technically had a day off. So I said to my dad, what do you want to do? And he went, let's go to a few bars and see what New York's got. So we, we did that and it got to about nine and I was I was steaming. And <laughs> I got a message <laughs> saying, oh, I'm doing Facebook Live. The book's going, you know, the book's going live, uh, swing by. And I said, okay, are you sure? Because I've had something to drink. He said, yeah, it's not a problem. And my dad said, no, you can't do it. I, I went, I'm fine, I'm fine. So I went around and did it, and you obviously saw the evidence. Yes. I, I forgot about it. I woke up the next morning, happy as Larry. Right, what's on the agenda today? And I looked at my social media, and I had hundreds and hundreds of notifications about it. <laughs> um, I can't believe you forgot about it as well. So you obviously was pretty. Uh, you were pretty uh, blazing. Yeah, I was. I think. I think part of it was just... I was quite nervous about um, the whole event and yeah. how it all went, and it, I was just it was just letting off steam afterwards. I think I was pleased that it all went well. I mean, we had the after parties; they were great fun. And yeah, that Monday, I, th- I think I was just letting off steam. <clears throat> I was pleased that it all went really well, and nobody hated me. No, I don't think Darren. To be completely honest with you, you're such a nice chap. I don't think anybody could hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that. I truly mean that. You like really are a nice guy. So it's like it's really hard. You like. It's almost people hate you because you are nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I could probably accept that. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I don't think you. I don't think you did anything too bad. Did you fall asleep at one point, or was that just a um, possible? I could have done it one of the after parties, but I probably woke up again. <laughs> I'm not ruling it out. I mean, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't remember. But because everyone was doing shots of Jamesons, and I promised to do shots with quite a few people. And some people didn't like the whiskey and they bring it up saying, oh, you can do my shot if you like. Because, you know, we said we were going to do it together, but I don't like Jameson's. Because James yeah. bought everyone a shot when we were there. I know I can get carried away with myself and overexcited. And I ended up doing more shots than what I should have. <laughs> you know what? Don't worry. Because, you know, as as well as it being a working holiday, it was also a semi-holiday as well, wasn't it? Like you said, you did it on your day off or the evening when it was a party. So it wasn't like you did it. When he was actually book signing, so. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird because somebody said to me, oh, 
it can't be bad to like doing this as a job. And I, I didn't see it as a job. It was an experience. I was ex- experiencing it just as much as people who, who were coming um, were experiencing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it was awesome. Two things happened as well on the Saturday. Hugh Jackman turned up. I know. That was when I hated you. <laughs> yeah, but he's really tall. You know, I look like a kid next to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How tall was he? I mean, you probably didn't ask, did you? But No, but well, a lot taller than me. <laughs> yeah. But, How tall are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 5'8". Five 5'8", eight. Five eight, okay. Yeah. So, because I'm five eleven, so yeah. So you're taller than me. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's not an it's not something I'm not used to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it must have been. I checked on Google afterwards because I thought, Jesus, he was massive. But it says he was six two. There was no way in the world he was six two. You know, he was he was taller than that. So I don't. Yeah. This this is what made me like slightly down in the dumps about it. It's like he's tall already, and he's probably wearing elevator shoes. You know. Right? <laughs> Yeah, probably. Huge. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I mean, I don't mind. Uh, no, but what was what was he like? Tell me all about Hugh Jackman. He was a lovely person. James showed him around the experience, and we had our photo together. And then he came to the the marquee place where we were doing books, and I told him that I watched his film on the plane on the way over, and The Great Showman. Oh, I love that film so much. Yeah, it is. Is that how bizarre is that? You know, I watched that on the film on the way over. And two yeah. days later, he just walks up to me. Yeah, I know that is insane. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry, I got a frog in me throat. But um, yeah, that was insane. It was, and happy coincidence as well. You weren't watching Everybody Loves Raymond as well, were you? <laughs> no, I was. I mean, that, that's one I wasn't. To be honest, I didn't recognise him. Someone said, "Oh, Ray Romano's there," and I was. I, I looked beyond him. I think it was the beard. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine, actually, because obviously you're quite used to him on the TV, on the programme, aren't you? Mm. Back to Hugh Jackman, is there anything else? <laughs> Let's just talk about him for the rest of the show. <laughs> when he heard my accent, he said, oh, you're English. I said, yeah, oh, yeah, you're, you're Australian. We were probably like the, the only two foreigners there at that point. He said, oh, you're watching the football tomorrow. I said, oh, what, you're a football fan? Yeah, of course I am. It's like England were playing Panama. Mm. He said, oh, yeah, yes. yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And, um, I, you know, at that point, I was just thinking what the fuck is going on? You know, I'm, I'm standing in the middle of Manhattan, surrounded by people, and Hugh Jackman's talking to me about football. <laughs> oh, that is amazing, though, isn't it? it? It is absolutely amazing. It was one of the strangest experiences of my life. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's not a bad experience. No. No, because, I mean, everyone says, you know, like don't meet your heroes or don't meet your idols kind of thing and it's nice when you actually do meet somebody and they are down to earth and they're happy and you know they just chat about like football and things like that and obviously having an Australian background he is going to be into his sports because like they're quite big into their rugby over there aren't they so yeah big time AFL rugby uh, even football's becoming big so I mean I, I yeah yeah, it was it was really nice, and he was a nice guy. You know, he he did take take his time to be there and talk to other people and everything. He was just, he, you know, if if you wanted if you wanted to meet a celebrity and had certain expectations of what they should be, he he pretty much fitted all of them. You know, he was he was just yeah. very nice and genuine and down to earth. Oh, oh well, like I said, I was extremely jealous when I saw that photo pop up, but at the same time, I was really, really chuffed that you actually got to got to meet him as well. Yeah, it was so odd because I mean, the event itself, I mean, was huge and a, a massive experience, and and all this was going on, getting to meet loads of nice people, and uh, and then that, and then Romano, 
you know, yeah. the, the after parties were they were quite funny because I mean, got to meet a lot of people who I'd seen before online in the flesh, which was very good. You know, I, I enjoyed that a lot yeah. uh, and just talked to them about stuff. And yeah, we, we, some certain songs come on. I attempted to do some robot dancing that didn't work. It was uh, <laughs> it's just a, it was just a really good laugh. And it's nice because you've just been welcomed into the almost the impractical jokers community as well. Yeah, I mean, everyone has been very welcoming from that regard. I mean, I'm, I'm under no illusion, you know, that most, well, pretty much everyone was there because of James. Yeah. And I, I work with him, but he's been very kind to me in that regard. He helps me with all kinds of things. On the Tuesday, or it may have been the Wednesday, we had to do 15 TV interviews in a row. Wow. You get set up in a studio somewhere in Manhattan, and they had the awakening book behind us, and then you just get uh, sent out to various local stations, you know, around the US, some of them live, some of them not live. Like, I don't know, Good Morning, Dallas, Fort Worth, and Cincinnati, Hello, and all this kind of thing. And uh, he was so good to me. You know, he, he told me what I, I should do before. He handled a lot of the talking and, and brought me in. And it was um, he was very, very good, you know, throughout the whole trip. You know, I, I can't say enough uh, about that. Yeah. Oh, that's that's good. He took you completely under his wing then. So that's very good. He did. And because it wasn't just Manhattan that you went to, was it? Was, was it only the experience? in uh, New York or was there other experiences elsewhere yeah, yeah the experience was in New York but we had book signs we had three book signs in a row which were all very different experiences the first one was in Long Island in Huntington uh, which I can say properly now because I haven't had a skinful <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying before Huntington uh, <laughs> okay yeah, uh, <laughs> well at least you didn't change a hunt into a naughty word <laughs> yeah, well yeah i'm glad i didn't do that <laughs> no and it was probably the it's a place called book review it was probably the best bookshop i've ever seen in my life i'm not kidding you and it had a huge science fiction and, and fantasy section and i loved it i could have spent hours in there i mean i I know you're not much of a bookworm, but I am. And, you know, places like yeah. that to me are heaven. But anyway, the I think there was about 300 people there. You all like packed into the bookstore. We did a talk and a question and answer session uh, and then a sign. And, and it was all very nice. There was one young guy who attempted to troll me, but, you know, just ignored that. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> but then you now know that you've potentially made it because somebody's trying to troll you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, uh, I mean, it was all good making stuff. And then the next day we went to... North Vale or Northcote in New Jersey, which is a which was a very different experience. The uh, that that was very busy as well, and 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 went long into the night. And then the final day, we went somewhere called uh, Doylestown in Pennsylvania, and we were at the university there um, in the lecture hall, and lots of people come along. Did you get to see any Amish people? I'm not sure. Is it Pennsylvania that is? The Amish country? Yeah. Gonna... Yeah, I, I think so. But how, how would you recognise them? Is it is those wide-brimmed hats? I don't know. I mean, we could be in dangerous territory here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was just looking it up a second. They tend to ride on horse and cart. I know that much. Uh, yeah, Pennsylvania. You did say Pennsylvania, didn't you? Yeah, it did. It's, um, yeah. It was a very nice place. Uh, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I mean, that was cool. That's a people there and we, we again we got to do the q a and talk and everything and I, I enjoyed it it was but after that finished um uh, went to bed for the night and the next the next day i visited philadelphia which was an amazing city i mean it's it's so far exceeded what i thought it was going to be it was it was so good it was unreal i mean i i started off at the rocky statue and went up the rocky steps yeah but my only experience <laughs> of the city is through rocky films so i wasn't expecting it to be so nice you know with sweeping boulevards and nice historical buildings and then market street and i had a huge 
Philly cheesesteaks sandwich. Oh, are they good? I've never had one, but they sound amazing when people describe them. Oh, they are beyond good. Yeah. I I, had, I, I went for the full, like, foot-long thing. The beef was really tender. The cheese sauce was tangy. I got jalapeno cheese sauce, so it added, like, a little bit of spice to it, and the bread was nice and crispy and fresh. It was unbelievable. Uh, talking about the Philly cheesesteak, Tesco's recently brought out, you know, they've got loads of those wraps that they sell. Yeah. Yeah, they actually brought out a Philly, uh, a Philly cheesecake. Oh, cheesecake? <laughs> a Philly cheesesteak one. And I was, I had one because I just thought, oh, it's a gimmick, but you know, let's go for it anyway. And I was like, hmm, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But I imagine it probably didn't taste anywhere near as good as uh, what the actual proper thing tastes like no it doesn't because the the beef is it's very tender and thinly sliced and it's hot and um the sauce is uh, hot as well inside there so yeah and the chops is unbelievable what you can pick between your cheeses you can obviously get nice fried onions with it and whatever you like it's uh it was it was amazing i mean if you ever go to new york it's only an hour and a half away on the train i, I would recommend it if you've got like a few days in new york you know maybe just for a round trip yeah i think philly is definitely going to be on my uh on my agenda at some point when I get over there again because I'm not going to be going because initially I go back to the cruise talk again but initially I was going to be going over to New York first and then go over to Tampa but then I realized February is obviously quite usually quite snowy and blizzardy so I didn't want to get stuck in New York and miss the cruise so (laughs) I thought that's probably a good call to actually uh not you know not do it that way i haven't actually considered that yet that we are going to get some winter sun yes yeah we will i didn't even consider that until you just said that <laughs> yeah well, that, that's all good uh, i mean the, the last time I, I attempted something like that i went to tenerife and it was cloudy all week <laughs> oh no <laughs> that's just such a typical brit thing isn't it uh, yeah of course yeah but i also did the typical brit thing and you know just made the most of it um elsewhere yeah, and then pop on a sunbed or two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just so that your friends look like you've actually had a tan. Yeah. The hotel I stayed in had like entertainment, you know, something that you would expect from the 1960s or something. It was it was so bad it was good. You know, it was oh, like the yeah. staff trying to act out comedy sketches and everything. It was terrible, absolutely awful. I, I just, you know, they, they, asked, they, they handed out all these sheets at the end to ask to give you reviews. I just couldn't bring myself to say anything because I couldn't force myself to be nice about it, but I couldn't. There's no way in the world that I would say anything nasty, you know, on one of those review sheets. We, we all lie on them, don't we, when we have to do them? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. I, I just left it blank. But I wish I would have filmed it for you just to, just to show you how bad it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, next time you go to something like that, then definitely film it. Because mm. that would be good to see. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the Liberty Bell as well? The queue was too big. Oh, really? From there. But um, it's it's quite nice and a compact town, Philadelphia. I mean, some people in New York said to me, like, Boston's a really nice, manageable version of New York. Whereas, I mean, I, I think Philadelphia kind of fitted that bill a little bit. Yeah, some great. I mean, I saw Ben Franklin's grave. That was quite good. You know, he's oh, quite an important person in history. And I saw the uh, building where the bell is housed, and I saw Liberty Hall, and it was all pretty good. You know, I like that. You know, I mean, I, I just, I do like history then. Yeah, I love history as well. On the 4th of July, I went to... James's parents' house, big 4th of July party. Oh, that's nice. Uh, yeah, it was sweet. I mean, it, it did feel weird being the only Englishman there, you know, on the 4th of July, but yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I didn't even put the association together, yeah. 
<laughs> they're celebrating escaping from us and you're there sat there eating their chicken or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just played it off. So what, what, what's it all about Independence Day? Is it like celebrating the Will Smith film or what? You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. We never know. We might get our own Independence Day at some point anyway, won't we? Uh, yes. <laughs> well, we, we might well do. <laughs> But yeah, it is cool. I mean, there was loads of fireworks going on and this nice pool party and everything. I even got into the pool, which I never thought I would do because I'm, I don't really like taking my t-shirt off. Okay. Yeah, you know, I like sitting in the shade and, and chilling out, but. You're so British. <laughs> I know I am. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not, yeah, again, I'm not saying that as a dig necessarily because I knit, I pretty much do the same. If it's a hot, sunny day, I'd rather sit indoors yeah. <laughs> with the windows open. <laughs> Well, I mean, I had that, exactly, I had that said to me a few times when I was over there. I went over to um, Brooklyn for when I had a free afternoon, okay. and I was um, sitting by the river looking at Manhattan, and there was loads of nice places there like where, where you could bet for food, and everyone was just sitting around in parks, and, and I thought to myself, you know what, I mean, this is missing something. And when I went back and, and saw James later on, I said, why don't you have like pop-up places that sell booze? And he just laughed at me and said, no, that's, 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 that's such a British thing, you know, with our culture. Um, because you imagine like somewhere warm, sunny by the river on an afternoon, what would happen in mm. the UK? We crack over in a beer. Of course. The first thing you think about, but over there, the dance. <laughs> no, they're very backwards thinking over there, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, because there was me sitting there thinking, where's all the pop-up beer stands? And they're, they're all just enjoying the sun and like the food and doing other things. So, I mean, that was definitely a cultural difference I noticed. Yeah. That uh, that is definitely yeah because I I vaguely remember that actually from when I was walking through Central Park yeah when I went to New York last and yeah it was just all these people it was just like yeah they were sitting around and they were you know like a, you know like it was very typical in the sense that you know like people were sitting around enjoying themselves yeah. but there was nobody sort of drinking yeah and I got very I got told off by a lady as well because I didn't realize that the parks in New York are actually smoke free. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I, I didn't know that either. Yeah, yeah. So basically, I just lit up and had a cigarette because I didn't know. I'm, a, I'm thinking I'm in an outside place, and uh, yeah, this woman, this uh, New York woman, came over and screamed at me. It was like, Rah! put that out. Yeah, <laughs> this is a sacred place. Blah blah blah. I was like, I'm ever so sorry. I didn't know. Well, why would you? I mean, I, I, we don't have. Rules like that over here. I suppose it's a bit like um, jaywalking. You know, if there's no cars there, I'm, I'll, prob- I'll probably cross the road. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would do exactly the same. But in America, yeah, you could get arrested for that, couldn't you? So yeah, <laughs> or fined very highly. Yeah, there, there was several occasions I did that. I actually twisted my ankle because I know I got run over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, it, it happens to me on trips. I mean, that's. Um, I was just thinking that was karma as well, you know, the fact that you were jaywalking and then had to run because you nearly got run over and then twisted your ankle. Yeah, because because it was it was the morning after my silly Facebook Live, so I wasn't exactly <laughs> with it. And because they're driving opposite sides of the roads, so I looked the wrong way and then stepped into the road. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I nearly got run over, scrambled back and twisted my ankle on the big high curbs that they've got there. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it's all good. I mean, it's... Uh, that's just the kind of things that happen to me. I mean, one one thing I will tell you, I don't think anybody knows about this. Well, breaking news, everyone. <laughs> no, I was getting my picture taken in the first scene of the awakening experience, literally two minutes before it was all going to kick off. Okay. I leaned on the bench and knocked over loads of the stuff and <laughs> ruined the exhibit. Um, I had to scrap, <laughs> scramble, like put it all back together, then <clears throat> walked out a minute later whistling, yeah, everything's fine, don't worry. 
It's like, <laughs> really nearly caused a serious incident. I got away with it. <laughs> oh, that's all right then. Yeah, a good job there was nothing that was like fire <laughs> down that bit then, because I imagine that you probably would have, uh, you know, knocked something over and it would have all caught fire or something like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Yeah, is, uh, you sound just as clumsy as I do. So yeah, I, so it's we're gonna have a whale of a time on this boat, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, I, I things happen to me when I go away on trips. I, I can't explain it; they just do. You know, I, I never, yeah. I never seem to be able to get through a whole holiday or break on skate. <laughs> well, we're gonna have to make sure that you don't get too close to the uh, the edge of the boat. In that case, no, I'm not even gonna go within six feet of it. It's it's just not worth the, <laughs> it's not worth the hassle. No, they have got quite high sides, so you should be fine. Okay, well, cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Apart from one area, it was crazy, actually, because I was watching um last year when I went, I was watching a fight break out, and it was it was just all alcohol-related. On the cruise? On the cruise, yeah. A, a, like a fight between two guys oh, wow. broke out. Yeah, and I was sat on the ground, like, drinking my drinks yeah. <laughs> and smoking a cigarette, because I was allowed to smoke at that point uh, in, in that area. Yeah. You know that have you been on a cruise before or I haven't. So I'm I'm really interested to know the information, but I want to hear about the fight first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you will, don't worry. But there's like because of this area being sort of the entrance point to the cruise, so when the when the ship's docked, that's how you get off and on. Uh, the railings are really low and they were just literally fighting, 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 and they were getting so close to the edge. I was thinking, shit, they're going to go overboard in a minute, you know. It's not funny, obviously, but it was just, it was so nerve-wracking, you know, to actually see the fact that they were going to fly overboard. Were they having, like, a proper punch-up? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, like, shouting and, you know, occasional punching sort of thing. It wasn't massive, like, a boxing ring kind of thing, but, yeah, there was a lot of shouting back and forth, as well as, like, the occasional punch. But then the following day, I actually saw one of the guys... And he happened to come and sit next to me because we're just, again, having a cigarette. That's what I tend to do on most of the cruises. He, yeah, we were just talking about it. And I happened to say, oh, yeah, I was there last night when uh, you guys were fighting. And he was like, yeah, that guy was just a knob, you know. What was it all about? He didn't say a knob. He said the equivalent, the American equivalent, you know. What's that, douchebag? Yeah, Yeah. I suppose that's probably the American one. But it was just, it was just surreal because, like, Everybody, everybody's on the cruise because they like to have a giggle and a laugh. You know, you don't expect a fight to break out. No, I'm, I'm quite surprised I heard that. But then again, I'm not because if it's nice and sunny and, and people are drinking during the day, then it's, yeah. it, is, it is a cocktail for that type of thing to potentially happen. Yeah, definitely. That was what happened, really. It was just that alcohol was involved and two people that clashed really clashed. So, because of the alcohol, you know. I might start lifting some weights again. I mean, I, I don't know if you saw on Twitter, I, I pathetically attempted it a few days ago, and I, I could hardly lift a bacon sandwich the next day. But Oh, yes, I remember. Because <laughs> I said, was the bacon sandwich worth it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I just, it, it felt like I'd had food poisoning. You know you know when your limbs go all stiff? Yes. That's what it was yeah. like when I woke up the next day. I thought, what am I doing, idiot? I'm never going to have a six-pack. I, I've never had one in my life. I don't know. I just, I just wanted to get into better shape and do some strength training and what have you. But yeah, put them back in my shed. But I might have to consider bringing them back out now if I'm going to have a dust up. No, I don't think you will. Don't worry. <laughs> no, I don't there was only there was only one incident, and uh, everybody else seemed to be getting on fine. So just walk away. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I will. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, the only six pack that I've got is uh, a pack of Heineken that I've got in the fridge. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's the best kind. Yeah, exactly. I was trying to think Heineken Stella. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the question that's been pondered throughout the centuries. Yeah. <laughs> You've got the UK experience coming up as well, haven't you? Which I saw a message from James yesterday on Twitter saying that it was going to be announced all today. Do you have the information so that I can find out? <laughs> I do. Okay. Actually. Uh, Juicy gossip. Are you excited to be doing the UK one? I am very excited to, for the UK one. I think the, the format will be us doing a bit of a talk and then a question and answer session, then some signing and a big party afterwards it went really well when we did it in new york so i think it should be equally as good when we do it in the uk the only thing we're not doing is the experience before okay yes so what we got we're going from september the 1st to september the 5th okay the first is birmingham at the o2 institute the second is newcastle at the o2 academy the third is london at the islington o2 academy the fourth is manchester at gorilla and the fifth is Glasgow at the SWG Warehouse. <laughs> That's such a crazy route. <laughs> yeah. Is that because of venues not being available? Yeah, it is. It's all purely down to availability. I mean, when I first saw it, I thought, what is that? I mean, it's just exactly yeah. all over the place. But yeah. yeah, it is purely down to uh, availability. Yeah, that's obviously something that has to be considered, isn't it? But yeah, that seems it seems like weird to either do. You'd think that you'd either be doing Glasgow first or London first, wouldn't you? Vi- you know, vice versa. But yeah, yeah. Well, that sounds really exciting. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. I, I think it'll be. Yeah, I mean, in, in, in an ideal scenario, it would have been London, Birmingham, Manchester, Newcastle, Glasgow, or or the reverse. But yeah, it hasn't worked out like that. But I mean, we only live on a little island anyway, so it's not a huge problem, yeah. is it? No, absolutely. And like from Manchester to Scotland, it's probably either not that far on the train, is it? Or you could get a cheap flight probably from there as well. So About three hours on a Virgin train. Oh, okay. So that's not too bad then. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah. I don't think we'll actually need any flights. Yeah, Birmingham to Newcastle, that's probably a train, isn't it? Just Three, four yeah. hours, Newcastle to London, same thing. I was going to say, even you could even do them by car as well, couldn't you? Like, because I'm just thinking, like, with regards to James, he may need that extra bit of security. I don't know, you know, because obviously the the UK Impractical Jokers fans are a little bit more uh, rabid. But, you know, I didn't say the right word then. <laughs> do, you, do you think so? I mean... Going by... The reason why I say that... It's going by when I was in Manchester. I think it was Manchester. It was either Manchester or Birmingham. And we had the, we went to see the Impractical Jokers. And then we also had an amp mute after, which is a tell him Steve Dave thing. Oh, yes. And lots of fun. So you definitely have to come to one of those. Uh, <laughs> it was basically like Q decided he was going to come out. But then when people caught wind that he was there, he just got absolutely swamped with people and you know like he he just wasn't able to enjoy himself he had to go because people just you know like almost jumped on him if you know what i mean asking for photos and like i was trying to give him a drink and he was going i can't hear you all i can hear is can i have a photo (laughs) so so i don't know i'm only going by that experience so but i'm just thinking from that point of view that you know like maybe james would need like a car. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, when we were in um, 
the experience. It was all quite accessible. We were in the uh, like a big function room at the back of the Beekman pub, and we we were just just in there doing whatever we like. James was going around mingling. He was dancing with people. He was having a good time. So. Yeah, mm. he he wasn't swamped by any means. So I, I really don't know. I mean, if that, <laughs> I haven't got any experience of that whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly wasn't getting swamped by anyone. <laughs> I understand. Aww. No, it was great. It was it was really nice just going around and talking to people. And the other yeah. thing I, I quite liked out there is they do have quite a broad range of accents. Yeah, they do, don't they? Yeah, I, I don't actually think that they realise uh, because I mean, us being British, we've got. A, a very good ear for accents, haven't we? Because we've got so many. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if they realise the le- to the level of how different they all actually sound, but I find that really interesting. Yeah, definitely. And it always makes me laugh because when Americans do a British accent, they always do a London accent, but like a Cockney London. Yeah. <laughs> I sort of sit there thinking, like, that's not our only accent, is it? Because obviously I'm Dorset, you're Manchester. Yeah. Well, Midlands, because you're actually from... Uh, Sheffield way, aren't you? Yeah, I, I was born in York. Um, and York, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's uh, Yorkshire. But... I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking Yorkshire. Yeah, I was trying to think because Sheffield is kind of um, Yorkshire way, isn't it? It so? is South Yorkshire. I, I mean, I, I don't particularly sound like I'm from Yorkshire anymore, but, but that's mainly because I've lived all around the world. And it's not only that. It's funny that you say that, though, but to me, you do. Yeah, well, I, I will to you because, I mean, you'd be able to tell that I'm Northern, but I think to anyone yeah. else, they, they wouldn't have a clue. No, no. Yeah, so you're looking forward, obviously looking forward to the UK one. What was the dates again? Sorry, the 1st to the 5th. Yeah, it's it's the 1st to the 5th. Is it announced yet where people can get tickets? It's been announced later today, and I think the tickets are going to be available on Wednesday. I'm actually going to New York before the event, uh, for the week beforehand. It's, it's just some work stuff to do, but the, more excitingly is that I'm going to get to see the Impractical Jokers new show in Atlantic City, which... <gasps> Yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. There's a couple of reasons I'm excited about that. I mean, the first is obviously the show, the Crunchy Smith basketball one. Yes. Yeah. I did hear about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I was a huge fan of Boardwalk Empire. So I'd like to go and see the old steel pier that they've got there and, and just uh, go to these big casinos. Cause I've never been to like one of these casino places before, like Vegas or Atlantic City. So I, I mean, that in itself is it, going to be a good experience. Yeah, and Atlantic City is near New Jersey as well, isn't it? It's it's in New Jersey. Oh, it's actually in there. Yeah, okay. on the coast. Yeah, so that would be fun as well. Yeah. If you if you have the time, uh, well, I think I said before, Red Bank is a nice place. Okay. In New Jersey. Yeah. So, but there's not a huge amount there. But if you, oh, well, you don't, you don't. Do you know Kevin Smith yet? <laughs> have you investigated into him or into who? Sorry. Um, Kevin Smith? No, I, I haven't investigated into him, but I have found, discovered two new shows that I really liked since we last talked, and you okay. may or may not know them. Yeah, go on. The first one, which was very binge, well, actually, the both binge watchable. Do you what? Do you like Rick and Morty? <gasps> I love Rick and Morty. Where has that been in my life? <laughs> oh my god, have you only just found yes. it? Oh wow, we need to talk Rick and Morty then. In that case. <laughs> Yeah, uh, show me what you got. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that is such the best TV series because it's like a spin-off of um, Back to the Future. Yeah, it's it's just amazing. It just laughs so hard at, at those characters. It's just ridiculously fun, isn't it? And it's it's it's, yeah. every, it's got everything that I need, you know, with, with the humor and the science fiction and everything. <laughs> yeah, a granddad that's uh, 
belching and drooling all at the same time. Yeah, yeah. It's just and just how petty they can get in like these mind blowing situations. It's it's amazing. The other one was if you ever watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, yes, I love that one as well. Yeah, that that is brilliant. Again, where's it been? You know, I don't. I, I think it's more where have you been? I mean, it is on an obscure cable channel here, isn't it? Vice, I think it is. They're both on Netflix as well. Yeah, I mean, I watched it. It's so inappropriate, but so funny. <laughs> Is. <laughs> have you watched all of them? I haven't. I'm working my way through them at the moment. So okay. No spoilers. No, I won't spoil it. Don't worry. I'm slightly unsure when Danny DeVito showed up because, you know, some of his stuff previously I, I thought was pretty average. But yeah, he was a great addition. He is, definitely. And you've also got, oh, Mac. I love Mac. <laughs> he's my favourite. Yeah. I'm a Charlie fan. I, I think he's really good. Oh, Charlie. Yeah, Charlie's my second favourite. So, where have you got to on that? Uh, uh, season two at the moment. Okay. So, what's happened? <laughs> so we... Oh, I think the the last one that I saw was where a, a man came over from Israel and tried to take over the land that they owned from the bar, and they ended up making a, a jihadi video for him and, and accidentally blowing his warehouse up. <laughs> 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 I think the one before that, they pretended to be disabled to try and get off with women and in the shopping arcade. And then when they went in there to try and do it, Dee was already in there pretending to have a back brace on and crutches, like trying to reach your hat. It was, you know, it's, it, again, it's so inappropriate, but the way that they present it, um, because they don't try and make out the characters really good guys, do they? No, no. They make out that they're horrible in a way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, um, but it is, it's, Great. It's great TV. Yeah. I oh god, I absolutely love those those series. The two that you just mentioned, absolutely love them. Yeah. I did see something what have I been watching? I've been watching Arrested Development. Have you ever heard of that? I, I've been recommended it on the back of because I said I said to someone very recently, I really, really enjoy the show. It was the person who tipped me off for it. Yeah, because it's got like Jason Bateman in it and uh but I've I'm in I think I'm in series two at the moment and yeah it, it started off that it was a bit like you know you have to kind of get to get to know the characters a little bit with this one in my opinion but then as you get as you go on you know all of the characters are just so funny yeah I, I was I was told that I was told that if if you like it's all sunny in Philadelphia you should really watch Arrested Development yeah. I think it's something that I mean it's it hasn't passed me by you know it's definitely been on my radar but uh, i just haven't dived in yet no that's it isn't it like we're all busy uh, you know things just happen in life isn't it that you're not always got time to just sit around and watch telly all day have you you have to actually go out and make a living so well, that's true and i only take tv recommendations from certain people like it, it took me ages to start watching dexter until somebody that i knew online said no really darren you need to get off your ass and watch this so i did or or the opposite, actually, get on your ass and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was kind of like that with the, these two shows as well, you know, with a similar person. So if it was, I've been recommended The Wire by so many different people, but I've never watched it. Have you? No, I haven't watched that one, so I can't say. No. Did, has anyone sort of said what it's about? Is that a comedy or is that a series? You know? I, I think it's a police procedural, like to do with drugs. So I mean, okay. immediately that doesn't appeal to me because it doesn't sound very fun. No, no, that doesn't like that description. Personally, doesn't sound very good to me either. So, yeah, it's like, um, but then at the same time, you can't judge a book by its cover, can you? No, so. you can't. But it, there isn't enough there to get me into it. It's like people say, "Oh, Prison Break's great. You've got to watch it and everything." I, I don't really want to watch something about a prison. 
Yeah, I mean, with the exception of Orange is the New Black. Yeah, but that's different, you know. Yeah, because that is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's got it's got a lot of aspects to it that it's like a lot of there's comedy in there, there's serious, you know, there's sadness, there's, there's every sort of emotion in Orange is the New Black, really, isn't there? There is, yeah. I mean, I, I when I watch something, I want to be entertained, and yeah, if it's hundred percent serious. I probably wouldn't find it that entertaining. You like Dexter as like quite a gritty edge and everything, but it's entertaining. It does have some sort of comedy in it. Rick and Morty. I mean, it's just hugely entertaining, isn't it? It's all sunny yeah. in Philadelphia, massively entertaining. You know, it's, you, th- there's things there, but you know, I'm not entertained by like brutal prisons. No, it's yeah, no. <laughs> it's just a matter of taste, isn't it? Yeah, I fully agree with you as well. If it's too serious, it's too it's too serious for me. Yeah, like I like to have a bit of a laugh or at least be interested in it before I actually watch it. But another thing that I actually watched the other day was Bronson. The the film? Yeah, the film Bronson. A long time ago. Yeah. Um, Well, I've only just watched it, so I'm I'm very behind in that sense as well. But I thought that was really good. Yeah, yeah, it was a good film. Yeah. When was that released? It must have been in the 90s, wasn't it? Uh, to be honest, I didn't look it up. I'll have a look now quickly. Okay. But yeah, there was a character that was um, pooing in his hands. <laughs> I was just like, ew! Oh my god. <laughs> that was, oh, it was 90, uh, 2009. Wow, I mean, that's a lot later than what I thought. I think that could probably only be topped by Migs in The Silence of the Lands when uh, he threw his, uh, the contents of his... Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all know what you're talking about. Your yeah. <laughs> his contents of his bum. <laughs> no, no, it was the contents of his uh, testicles. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and it hit her in the face. Oh. Yeah, that that was that that was probably the most disgusting thing that I've seen on TV. Yeah, definitely. This was definitely a very close second. Yeah, oh, this oh. he was in a mental place at the time. Yeah, and it was just like you know, this one person's just like really going oh, <laughs> you know, oh, into his hands. Yeah, like um, um, Spud, train spotting with his duvet. I mean, we probably shouldn't go oh, far, yeah. too far down this road. No, probably not. <laughs> Especially if we're both trying to be so polite as we're describing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's making me feel, and how I'm trying to pronounce these things tells us that we should definitely stop right now. Yeah. But I have to say, though, Tom Hardy did a really, really good job at playing Bronson because I actually had to Google who the actor was because I didn't realise it was actually Tom Hardy. I think you're talking about a remake. Uh, Maybe it is. It doesn't say it's a remake. No, no, it's not. Sorry. Yeah, I was thinking about something else. Probably a really crappy Charles Bronson film. But yeah, Tom, you know, because I I did look at it and I kept looking at him and then there was there was times, even after I knew it was Tom Hardy, there was times that I was still looking at him going, who is that? You know, that's not Tom Hardy. You know, IMDB have got it completely wrong. (laughs) Yeah, he's pretty versatile, isn't he, Tom Hardy? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he did a fantastic job with that character. And, you know, like, just also just did a fantastic job with being that character, you know, like having the appearance. Yeah, yeah, no, he's great. Did you watch Taboo when it was on? No. Yeah, it's that that's, could be worth a watch. I mean, because you like history. It's set in the early 19th century, and there's a little bit of mysticism in there, and uh, he's come back from Africa to the UK, and the High Sparrow from the Game of Thrones is in there running the British East India Company, and uh, it's very, very good. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I'll give that a shot as well, then. Mm. 
it's always like always so many things that uh, you know you have to watch but there's so little time to actually watch them isn't there exactly and i'm a binge watcher so me too pretty much when things come out i, I rarely watch them you know week on a week-to-week basis it's not because i've got memory problems or anything like that if, if i see something i like I, I want more of it yeah there is that need of needing something to you know like carry it on sort of thing uh, i'm exactly yeah. the same so any TV program, like if you have to pay, if you have to wait seven weeks, uh, seven weeks, seven days for, uh, you know, the next episode, it's like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. It's so painful. I-, I can, I can lose interest with stuff like that, especially if it's got a complicated plot. Definitely. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I've been watching just lately. Watching Love Island, but I think I kind of went off that quite quickly. As quickly as I went into it, I went off it. So, but that helped because I actually had, I did an interview with Jiggy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, you've, you've met Jiggy, haven't you? You went to a football game with him. Yeah. We, uh, England beat Columbia when we won on penalties. Jiggy was celebrating alongside me. Ah, he's a good egg. He is. <laughs> But yeah, I was teaching him all about Love Island in this episode, and it, that was quite fun. And yeah, he's going to be over in um, in London uh, at the end of well, almost this month, isn't it? So on the thirty first, I think it is. So are you are you going to that show? Or- yeah, I was originally. I thought we were going to be um, doing something on the tour on the thirty first, but we're free now, so I might go down. Um, I really need to pester him out for another beer after our last one. Yeah. Well, I think I think his plan is is that he was going to be doing the show and then going out for drinks afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so obviously that would be a good opportunity, but I'm hoping that I can get there as well. So just waiting for payday to come around, which just seems to be forever this month, and then I can actually then go book a ticket. So, Oh, yeah, I, 100%. Uh, I think I'll be there. Uh, adds another zigzag into my uh, whole schedule. So it'd be London, yeah. then Birmingham the next day. The only thing I don't Oh God, yeah. Thing I don't know is if we're doing things during the day. I believe we might be doing some book signings, possibly in other uh, towns or cities that, that we're not doing the actual parties in. But I'm waiting to okay. find out about that. Okay. Well let me know if there's any in Bournemouth or Weymouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I um hopefully I'll be able to make at least London. Yeah, uh, London's Tuesday. Um Hang on. Yeah, um, I think you said it was the third one. Yeah. So hopefully either London or if I can make it up, you know, like if I can make it up to Birmingham or whatever, I might also come to Birmingham. So it'd be quite nice. I'm sure Toffer will be there. So it'd be quite nice to see Toffer again as well. So Yeah, I, I like Toffer. Um, we've had beers together yeah. before. On the Impractical Jokers show uh, in Manchester when they did the last tour, Toffer yeah. came up and we did the podcast in a, a hotel. And then James had to go for his performance. And uh, we just went to the Weatherspoons um, on Deansgate and uh, sank several pints, which was uh, it was good fun. Yeah, I remember because I was, I was actually, I remember him saying, sorry, I don't remember the actual thing. I wasn't sat, <laughs> I wasn't sat there at the window looking out the window, uh, looking through the window at you both. <laughs> I know that he was extremely nervous beforehand, so bless him. But uh, I think that's normal, isn't it? Just, uh, you know, a bit of nerves before you do a recording. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't all go terribly. I mean, I, I know, I mean, I've been there. I mean, you've seen what I've done in the last few months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And But well done you. Because are you quite are you quite a nervous person yourself, or are you quite confident? I'm not nervous, but I'm certainly not confident. I just, you know, I, I just try to take things in my stride. Yeah, I think I, I'd be a liar if I didn't say it was slightly intimidating. Yeah, and I think that's completely understandable, and it's out of your comfort zone as well. Isn't yeah, it? it's just completely new. I mean, 
I can't imagine what kind of a person would just r- rush into that confidently and, and think everything was going to be all <laughs> sweetness and roses. I mean, I, I like it. Don't get me wrong. And I wouldn't swap it for the world, but you still can't help feeling a little bit like that. No, I definitely wouldn't. Um, Cause I'm quite, I'm quite a nervous person. Yeah. I come across as very confident, so I, I hide it very well, but I am deep down, I'm a very nervous person. So yeah, it's like kind of before I get started with a podcast or whatever, I'm always sort of like, you know, I begin the, the episode going, um, 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 and then towards the end of the episode, I'm sort of like, ah, la, 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 la. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I've noticed the, uh, I think this time compared to last time, it was a lot more natural off the bat, you know, because we actually t- talked to each other before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that's just yeah. a, a case of like just knowing each other a bit better, I think, rather than nerves. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and and that is it, isn't it? You like with your first first recording, it's you have to build that bond with someone quite quickly, yeah. you know, and get to know how what makes them tick, and then you have to find out what not about yourself as well, and you know the new things that. You, you didn't know you knew about yourself, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it's all a learning curve. I'm enjoying it still, though. So that's the main thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I, I was the jigmeister when you uh, had the podcast. I should really, I'll listen to it tonight. I, I, should, I won't ask you. Okay, but it was very good still, nonetheless. And if you do come to London, oh well, you're going to listen anyway. I'm hoping to go so that I can actually take grapes and baby wipes. And I won't say any more than that until you listen to the episode. Oh. Oh. <laughs> now, now you've got me intrigued. See? <laughs> and hopefully that will mean that other listeners will be intrigued as well. See? <laughs> Sneaky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I can't decide whether that sounds slightly filthy or bizarre. <laughs> it's definitely bizarre. <laughs> yeah. yeah okay. Well, I'll, I'll let you into it. I'll let you into the little secret. Go back and listen to episode 22. Yeah, I'm just trying to think, how would you even know, how would you even know that you, you could do that? Well, you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, apparently he was trained by someone in Boston. How? I mean, who, that's so bizarre, isn't it? How, how did... I don't know if Jiggy was making jokes. <laughs> I'm just naive and I believed him. But, you know, I'm certainly willing to put it to the test by taking some grapes with me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm talking of food. I missed out on a good event on uh, July the 4th yeah. because I was at the pool party. Uh, yeah. I, I, I couldn't attend it, but on Coney Island, there was the National Hot Dog Eating Competition. Oh, yes, I heard about this. I heard about this on one of the podcasts that I listened to. Yeah, is it Joey Chestnut, I think his name is, who can do it? I mean, it, Yeah, I, I can't remember the guy's name. Yeah, he's, it's like a human Homer Simpson, just <laughs> like throwing them down there. And I'd have, I'd have loved to have seen that live, just to see how it all went down. I mean, that... You must have just swallowed them yeah. like a swan or something. Yeah, I think wasn't it like seventy five or something crazy like that that he did. Where does he put them all? I mean, you can't you can't fit seventy five hot dogs in your stomach. Can you? you cannot. No, you're right. <laughs> I don't know how anybody does competitive eating. No, I, 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 I can sort of get Adam Richmond's one. If I had to do an, a man versus food one, it, I would always go for the hot ones because the, the the volume ones always look too big. But I mean, he doesn't do anything close to that, does he? No, he doesn't. But. Also, yeah, I was actually going to bring him up as well, because obviously it's relevant to the conversation, isn't it? 
I think that if I was to ever do that, I think I'd probably have to starve myself for a day so that I was at least hungry enough to eat it. I bet that's what he does. I mean, I, I know in the shows, uh, in the warm-up to his challenge, he always goes to a couple of nice delis, doesn't he, or, or, or restaurants just to have their sandwiches. But I'm, I'm, I'm 100% sure there's no way in the world you could do that unless you'd starved yourself. Yeah, exactly. And he's not overly big as well. No, he isn't. Um, I went to one of the places that he went to, which was Katz's Deli, uh, when I was in New York. My God. The sandwiches there, you would, you know, you would love them. <laughs> I think it's been there since like the late 1800s and they go through like a, a ton of meat a day or something ridiculous because it's so popular. But you just go up there and they, uh, I had the beef brisket sandwich and they give you some mustard on your bread. I asked for cheese on it as well because I like that. Yeah. You like your cheese, don't oh, you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't care if anyone frowned at me. That's what I wanted. So that's what I'll have. Yeah. Customer's always right. Yeah, exactly. And they even cut you some, they, they cut it fresh off like a, a huge piece of meat that's just been resting in gravy. And they cut these nice thin strips, it's so tender. And the, the sandwich is piled about four inches high, or five inches high. Oh, wow. Meat, you know, and the, the top bread's just balanced on top of it. And then they give you a plate, so do you want some pickles? And I just thought, well, you know, when in Rome. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to have pickles. I love gherkins yeah. and pickles. Well, yeah. Honestly, though, the size of them. It's unbelievable. It's like the size of a, I don't know. Your head? <laughs> it was not that big. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, there the probably is something it's comparable to, but I shouldn't say. <laughs> you know, it was, especially, yeah, because it was sliced. Uh, yeah, it was, it was amazing. We sat down, ate that, enjoyed it a lot. It's got loads of pictures of all the celebrities that have been throughout the years on the wall. That's quite interesting to look at. Yeah. And did you manage to eat it all? Yeah, absolutely. I, I didn't waste a mouthful there. That's good. Very, very nice. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other stuff. I, I mean, I've mentioned the cheese fries too, and the buffalo wings in Brooklyn were immense. It's, uh, I just, I'm not really, I'm quite easily pleased, you know, when it comes to food, and I'm not snobby. I, I don't need to go to like high end restaurants. I'm, I'm very, very satisfied with like Philly cheesesteaks or those wings or, you know, Katz's Deli with a big meat sandwich. That does me. I know that when I went to, again, when I went to New York, in Brooklyn, was the best pizza yeah. in in Brooklyn. So I don't know if you managed to have pizza when you were there, but if if you do return, it's apparently the best pizza. And I really enjoyed it. So Yeah, the the place I went to Brooklyn was um, Williamsburg. Okay. Yeah, I've um I've actually stayed in that area. Yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's kind of very hipster, isn't it? Yeah, very, very hipster. I went to a massive hipster bar. I actually went into the beer garden out the back because I wanted to watch the football on my phone. So I was probably, I was, I was the least hipster person in there. It was <laughs> like a geek in the, the bottom corner, just staring at my phone in, in an awakened t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's painting the picture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm, I'm sure I'm, yeah, describing a really great image of myself. Oh, it's fun. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, I liked it. Uh, Brooklyn Heights, I think it was. Battery Park. No, that's the other side. Yeah, that was somewhere I liked. Because oh. I think, wasn't it Battery Park that they were actually going to be called, calling or changing the name over to Adam West Park? I'm not sure. But uh, again, I was walking through there thinking, where's the pop-up bars? You know, somebody could yeah. fortune here. But no, uh, everyone was <laughs> doing adult things like uh, running or jogging or walking or, or enjoying conversation you know, rather than uh, <laughs> rowing down a can of uh, special brew. <laughs> oh, the classiest drink of all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it did make me stop and think because, I mean, to us it's completely natural, isn't it? But to them, we must appear like weirdos. Yeah, that or alcoholics. Yeah. yeah. Which we probably are, to be fair. But... Yeah, it's, it's just our culture, isn't it? 
Yeah, Saturday afternoon pub. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what else are you supposed to be doing? <laughs> Is there anything else you're supposed to do? <laughs> Stay in and clean. God. <laughs> yeah. No. I did that in the morning. It's all done. You know, I've earned it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then yeah, just pop to the pub. If there's a footy game on, or or whatever. Jukebox. I, I mean, I have been mulling this uh, question in my mind quite recently. That if you do go out and say you're just having one drink, what what do you do the rest of the time? It's just have coke and chat. I mean, this might sound naive of me, but I I I generally don't know. I think when people say that they're going out for just one, they mean that they're going out for like five. <laughs> Yeah. From my experience, well, we, anyway. We know, we know so, it's like, if you say, I'm going for a couple of drinks, uh, a couple generally means about eight. Yeah. 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 So maybe if one is then three or four. Mm. Yeah, or, of course, if you're driving, then, of course, you have to then just have one. Maybe two, depending on what you have. But, or none, if you prefer, obviously, because like, drinking and driving isn't obviously very good. And we don't think that that is a very good thing in the uh, the Talking Cods Wallet podcast. But, uh Occasionally, I have been known to have one and, you know, then drive. But yeah. it's usually like a shandy or it's it's diluted by lemonade or Coke or whatever. So. I think, yeah, I, I would have a, a Guinness or something like that. It's not high vol- uh, volume. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely have to you have to look at that before you have it, don't you? But uh, I'm not a Guinness drinker personally. I don't like the stuff, but... Yeah, I think, I think a pint of Stella would be dangerous territory. Um... Possibly. I don't know. I don't, I don't. Yeah, Stella maybe, because, yeah, it's normally like Foster's that I'd have. And if it was going to be a Foster's, then like have it as a lager shandy. So it's more lemonade anyway, so. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I do like a good shandy. I think it's probably from my youth. I used to be allowed to have shandy and I've got a real taste for it. And I like the old cans of it, you know, the bass shandy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, my dad, up well, from a small child up until the age of 18, sorry, this, I'm a small child up to the age of 18, my dad managed to convince me that entire time that he was getting me a drink, which was called a Welsh shandy. Now, I said that, I've got a slight lisp. So <clears throat> if you didn't hear that properly, I'll say it again. <laughs> a, a, a Welsh shandy. A Welsh shandy, yeah. yeah. When I was 18, I found out that this drink was basically something that he'd concocted, which was half Coke and half lemonade. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why is it Welsh? And, and, pardon? Why is it Welsh? Because he's Welsh. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, he, he was Welsh. Yeah, so it's, yeah, so he was, he was saying this was something that he had when he was, was a child. It's called a Welsh shandy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so basically, from the age of, let's say, eight, to the uh, to the age of eighteen, I was convinced that I was drinking alcohol, but I wasn't. I was drinking this um, concoction that he'd made up. Yeah, that's quite a good uh, quite a good trick of him, I think, convincing you that yeah. you are. Because it does feel yeah. a little bit grown up, doesn't it, when you're younger, when you're having, if you think you're doing that. Yeah, and he was like, "Well, you make sure you sip it. Don't drink it too fast." You know, so in a way, it was a life lesson that I ignored later on in life. But yeah, I've done that with loads. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> well, we know, we saw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was just the fact that, but he's, my dad was very stone-faced. So, you know, he, anything that he would say, you'd you'd believe anything that he'd say, because you just, you just would believe, you know, like, there was no reason why he would lie to you or tell you a spoof, you know. Yeah. But yeah, at least 10 years he got me on that. So, the bastard. <laughs> well, well, fair play to him. Got you on that. 
<laughs> when I was about, I think I was about seven or something like that, I waited for my parents to go to bed and uh, I went to the drinks cabinet and downed half a bottle of whiskey, which, Ouch. yeah, I couldn't go to school the next morning because I was obviously battered. Yeah. And I got into huge trouble for it. And obviously I was thrown up everywhere. And uh, I think my, my parents were, you know, we need to keep all this quiet. And uh, my brother went into school and said, oh, Darren can't come in today, he's sick. And, and the headmaster said, oh, what's wrong with him? He said, oh, he's drunk. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. so you bro- your brother got the memo then? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It was just an all- a disaster all around. I don't even know why I did it. <laughs> How old were you again? Seven. Seven. Oh, my God. Yeah, I myself. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably just thinking, oh, I want to be a grown-up. <laughs> yeah, I want to do what Dad's doing. Yeah. Uh, at least you didn't try and replace it with, like, apple juice. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it was certainly an interesting thing to do, but I would say I, I never repeated it, but obviously you know that I have. Yeah. <laughs> but then I can say the same, like, with regards to smoking. When I was, when I was seven, I actually asked because my dad smoked and um, I actually asked him to if I could have a cigarette Mm -hmm. because I was curious you know I just I wondered what it was about this thing that he really liked you know so I I had the you know I had my first drag and I did it a typical way you know like the whole inhale exhale very quickly you know but then he said no 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 that's not how you do it you need to take a full proper drag you know and uh, you know breathed it in He he taught you how to take it back (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> i told you it was hardcore uh, <laughs> yeah so he uh yeah so he, he said it and, and then i i let it out and i was just like coughing and spluttering and i was like it's disgusting you know <laughs> i i literally ran upstairs to the bathroom why i didn't use the kitchen sink downstairs i don't know and i just like was washing my mouth out it was horrible yeah. you know fast forward you know <laughs> nine yeah. years later and i'm smoking again so yeah <laughs> it didn't work thing isn't it I, I do often wonder about this because it's like in my my youth i did it and you physically have to force yourself to like it so it makes you wonder why people do it in the first place yeah yeah exactly but it's it's kind of like you know when you haven't had a cigarette for a little while and i'm sorry if there's any listeners that are just giving up smoking and <laughs> we're talking about this so i apologize but uh, like the first cigarette that you have after you haven't smoked for quite a while, it almost gives you like a head buzz. Like you just feel a bit woozy mm-hmm. and lightheaded. And it's kind of, <laughs> I don't know, I've always kind of been like, oh, I quite like that. <laughs> you know, quite like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but. No, I mean, yeah, I, I, sh- I, I haven't been for a long time. I do remember that slightly buzzy feeling. It's, uh, yeah, uh, it's a strange thing now, isn't it? Because. Because it's banned in pubs, which you know, I'm, for me, you know, it's I'm, I wasn't really bothered. You know, smoke, people smoking around me doesn't bother me one inch. Uh, I've never been, yeah. I don't, never cared about that at all. But obviously, some people do. Yeah, it was the people, and I get it as well because it was, you know, when you went on a night out, you'd come home and you'd like stink of smoke. You know, like and I was still smoking then as well, so you know, it's kind of you, you absolutely reeked of it. Rather than now, when you're going outside and you have a cigarette, you don't smell quite as bad. You know, you probably do, but you don't. It doesn't like linger yeah. quite as much because it's in the open air. So, I, I, well, I think because my parents, uh, my dad used to have a pipe and mum smoked cigarettes, and obviously going to the pub for years, uh, it was all around there because I grew up with it. I've just never bothered by it, and yeah. I, I think 
most other people were like that, but it's just different nowadays, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot more, people are a lot more protected nowadays, aren't they, from things like that, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and if they're like that, I mean, I've got to admit, I mean, I don't like anyone smoking near me if I'm eating. I mean, that's one. No, yeah. And it's like, if there was a small child around, I wouldn't feel comfortable smoking then either. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not their fault that I smoke. <laughs> you know what I mean? They do, they shouldn't have to smoke it. Uh, breathe in. But I do kind of resent people when I sit down and, and like, you know, like in a park or whatever. And, but then somebody comes and sits near me with a child. I was kind of like, well, I feel bad now, but why did you sit next to me? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I guess that, that's your space, isn't it? I mean, obviously not in New York, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's fair enough. So before you go, did you say that there was a website that people can buy tickets, or have you not got that information? No, that's going live on Wednesday. Uh, right, okay. Sorry, I apologise. Um, okay, so, well, thank you very much for recording this episode with me, and I re- it's been a pleasure talking to you again. Yep, you too. And I hope I don't bombard you too much on Twitter, but I just get so excited. So if I come across as weird, I very am sorry. <laughs> You're preaching to the choir. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. We could be weirdos together then. <laughs> Someone's saying that to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all right then. So yeah, as long as I'm not coming across as weird and creepy, that's fine because I'm not that. No, no you're not. No, that's good. Yeah, and hopefully I'll either see you in London for Jiggy's thing. Or I'll see you in London for your own thing. Yeah, I'll see you in a month. Uh, yeah, it's exactly a month of the day, isn't it? So, yeah. woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much. And did just in case this is the first episode that anybody has listened to, did you want to give your Twitter so that people can find you on social media and things? Okay, it's at uh, Darren Wearmouth. That's D-A-R-R-E-N-W-E-A-R-M-O-U-T-H. Okay, fantastic. Thank you. You know what's the deal? What's the deal? It's a Tony and Adil. With the beady ladies, he's a single ladies, he's a sexy ladies, he's a crazy ladies. We're gonna rock the night, yeah. What's up? Put your put your drinks up, put your put your hands up. We believe it up, DJ turn the music up, turn 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 up.
Where the credit card is? We don't have to worry. Party, party, party. Yeah, yeah she go crazy. Check it when you shake that ass, shorty, really. I'm amazed. Fucking sexy ass, late 10. Looking so tasty. Having me running back and forth like Eddie Lacey. So 